Do you feel like you're always craving your next coffee fix? Has your relationship with coffee just kind of gotten out of control? Or do you kind of just want to cut down or maybe stop drinking coffee altogether? If you want to end your relationship with coffee, I'm going to share all my tips and tricks with you on today's episode. Welcome, non-toxic mom. Today's episode is going to help you make healthy choices, live more intentionally, and overall enjoy this amazing ride called motherhood. Let's get started. So are you a coffee lover? Are you maybe a little too in love with coffee? Look, you are not alone. Three in four Americans drink coffee every day. And I was pretty surprised to learn that almost half, 49% of people, drink three to five cups of coffee per day. That's out of hand. That is a lot of coffee for one day. So I also, in reading these statistics, I started wondering if these statistics are even higher for moms. Probably, right? I mean, we kind of go through phases where we're very tired. Coffee is something that we often lean on. So today's show is about course correcting a coffee habit, not because I'm telling you to quit coffee. I actually love coffee and I still drink it occasionally. So I am not here to guilt you. And honestly, I know that sometimes coffee is the best answer. So if you want to quit drinking coffee, this episode is going to help you. We're going to cover why you might want to quit coffee or at least why you might want to rethink your relationship with coffee and how to quit. Plus my favorite coffee replacements. So... First, let's start by talking about why quitting coffee might be a good idea. Again, I want to start by saying that I am not anti-coffee. Coffee has amazing cognitive benefits. It contains a lot of antioxidants. It can be a great tool for energy, for motivation, and focus. In fact, a small dose before diving into your work can fuel your focus and creativity. I know it does for me. And actually... This is a cool fact I learned when I was researching this. Just inhaling the scent of coffee can improve memory and stimulate alertness. According to a study from 2019, it can even improve athletic performance by a couple percentage points. So coffee can be an amazing tool, right? But do most of us overuse this tool? Yeah. So for most Americans and probably most American mamas, the answer is yes. I know that I do. I have an on-again, off-again relationship with coffee. I have been able to quit coffee at different times, especially when I'm pregnant and breastfeeding. And I definitely don't recommend drinking it when pregnant or breastfeeding, or at least when pregnant. I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think that it's a smart thing to do. I know that 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 is contrary to what a lot of people say. That's my personal belief. But I've always been able to quit when I'm pregnant and breastfeeding. But there's always this kind of trajectory that I end up back on where I just end up in a bad relationship with my coffee habit. And I just feel like it controls me. Like it gets out of hand. I feel like I'm addicted to coffee and it it's just not a good feeling. I don't like feeling like I'm out of control of something. Whenever I start acting that way, that's a red flag for me. I never ever like to feel like I can't say no to something or like I don't really have control over what my decisions are. And that's when I start to manage my coffee intake or just quit it altogether. So let's talk about some reasons why you might want to quit coffee and a couple reasons you might not want to. So according to Dr. Andrew Whale, Whale, while, while, around 50 or so milligrams of coffee is a therapeutic dose that offers benefits. Beyond this, 
with prolonged use, you're setting yourself up for adverse effects. And that's my concern. 50 milligrams is a pretty small amount of caffeine, by the way. So let's jump into some of these reasons you might want to consider cutting down or quitting coffee altogether. So coffee is acidic and it can cause digestive problems. Coffee is also a diuretic. It is incredibly dehydrating and dehydration is the root of so much illness. It Coffee removes being a diuretic. It removes excess fluids from the body. That's what causes dehydration. Coffee can also wreak havoc on your adrenals, especially if they're already taxed. And this is something that us mamas have to be really mindful of when you are not just going through pregnancy and then breastfeeding and then caring for a baby and caring for kids and toddlers. And just when you do it all and you have, you're the one responsible for the mental load, your adrenals are very likely to end up being taxed. And coffee kind of plays a role in that. It wreaks havoc on the adrenals. So that's one good reason to consider cutting back or quitting. Another thing is that a lot of coffees contain pesticides and mold. So another thing is that if you're getting your coffee at a mainstream coffee shop, the milk likely isn't organic. The syrups probably contain junky ingredients and you're probably not getting something that meets your ingredient standards. That's something to consider. Obviously, it's different if you're making your coffee or making your lattes at home, but if you're getting them when you're out, which I sometimes do, the ingredients are not going to be ideal. Another thing is that if you are making coffee at home, most coffee makers are made of plastic or they contain plastic And that's going to expose you to a number of plasticizers and other chemicals when these parts come in contact with hot water. You can use a French press, you can use a pour over to get around these things, but no coffee making process is actually going to be perfectly, you know, free of um, exposing you to pretty much anything unhealthy as far as I know right now. Every kind of coffee making process has its own drawbacks. Another thing is that coffee can disrupt your sleep, even if you don't drink it close to bedtime. Some of us are more sensitive than others, but it does play a role in disrupting your sleep and your normal, you know, melatonin production and just getting your body ready for sleep. Now, another thing is that you could consider the cost of coffee. And I know this is something that a lot of like finance people talk about, but honestly, that is not a driving reason for me to encourage you to stop drinking coffee. If coffee is something you enjoy, if you don't have any of these problems, if it's not causing you trouble and you have your habit under control, A few dollars a day on something that probably brings you a little bit of joy can be a good use of your money, in my opinion. I'm not a finance professional, but that's just what I think. I think if you spent even $5 a day on your coffee every single day of the year, that comes out to less than $2,000 per year on your latte habit. A $7 daily drink, which aren't these getting out of control? Let me just pause and say that like, I remember 10 years ago, a latte was like $3, $3.50, and that used to feel expensive, but now that's the cost of drip coffee. But anyway, let me get back to my little calculations here. A $7 daily drink would run you $2,555 over 365 days. So I'm just saying this is not a good reason to consider quitting coffee. I wouldn't use this as a big motivating factor because it's not like if you quit your coffee habit, you're going to be able to go and put a down payment on a house tomorrow. That's not what we're talking about here. So I'm not here to steal your joy. I just think that this is not the way to think about it. I think it's really, if you want to quit coffee, it should be driven by other things. Okay, so here's another one. Coffee can mess with your hormones. Coffee and caffeine in general are endocrine disruptors. 
I don't know why no one's talking about this, but according to the American Council on Science and Health, caffeine consumption, quote, causes the body to produce extra cortisol, which is a steroid hormone, which changes estrogen levels. A 2012 NIH study showed that consumption of 200 milligrams of caffeine per day, which is about two, two cups of coffee, resulted in increased or decreased estrogen levels depending on the ethnicity of the subjects, end quote. So this is relevant, or this is subject to different ethnicities, but I think the main point here that I want to make is that it can possibly mess with your hormones. It does cause the body to produce extra cortisol. If you're already dealing with excess cortisol and then you're drinking coffee and your body's producing even more cortisol, well, that's going to send your hormones into the wrong cycle. It's going to push them off of what they're supposed to be doing and it can cause issues for you. Now, again, the study that's referenced here on the American Council of Science and Health does mention that it is ethnicity specific. And I did look at the study. I would love to know a little bit more. But for me, I think just speaking generally, just knowing that the possibility of it being an endocrine disruptor or contributing to hormone dysfunction is a good enough reason for me to want to cut back. And this is really where you start looking at your own body, right? You know your body better than anybody else. I know my body better than anyone. So it really depends on understanding yourself and understanding how you and your body respond to coffee. It might throw off your hormones, it might not, but the possibility certainly exists. And then back to pregnancy, I think this is important to pay attention to if you're pregnant. This is why I have always been adamantly against caffeine use in pregnancy. I am just not for it. I know there's so much data, there's so many people, there's there's so much information out there in favor of a little bit of coffee during pregnancy. I'm not a fan of it. I just don't recommend it. Here, I have a quote here. It says, even low levels of caffeine, quote, affects fetal stress hormones. And caffeine has been associated with a range of adverse effects on the fetus, even at doses previously considered safe, 200 milligrams or two cups of coffee per day, end quote. I just honestly recommend all my pregnant friends to not drink caffeine during pregnancy. Again, I know it's unpopular. I know it's a little bit of a truth bomb. It's, it's, not something everyone wants to hear, but it's the truth, okay? Another reason is that coffee can become a crutch that we overly rely on, right? We kind of lose ourselves and our power to coffee at certain times. Like, do you ever find yourself thinking that you can't start your day until you've had coffee? And I'm not talking about like a rough day, you didn't sleep the night before, you're going through something. I'm kind of talking about just a regular day. And what about all that like coffee humor that says things like, oh, don't talk to me before I've had my cup of coffee. I don't know what that accent was, um, <laughs> but like that kind of mindset, I think it weakens the individual. I think it, it undercuts our potential. So for me, that's one reason I don't like to that I have a coffee habit at times. And let me be really honest with you, it's at most times. So I, I just, that's not, that's not in line with my personality. It's not really in line with my goals. And then I have a couple other reasons here. Let me just wrap these up. So Coffee is a stimulant and it gives you that feeling of being more alert and focused, which is why I love it, but it can also make you irritable and anxious. Do you know someone who drinks too much coffee and is pretty irritable? I can think of a couple in my life, but I know that like if I drink my coffee black or on an empty stomach, I will get palpitations or I will have a blood sugar drop. 
How do you react? Pay attention to that. And then let's see. Caffeine is a stimulant drug. And I'm always reminded of this when I have a caffeine withdrawal headache or like when I try to stop drinking coffee and I struggle hard. It's it's really is a drug and there is an addictive factor involved. And then some food for thought. Coffee is said to quote unquote, borrow energy from tomorrow to fuel today. That's a quote I've seen and it kind of resonated with me because I take this to mean that coffee is a natural stimulant, but it's forcing your body to perk up in unnatural ways. It gives you a false sense of energy kind of jolting your system, right? And that's especially when it's abused. So this quote might not exactly be literal, but if we are borrowing energy from tomorrow or jolting our bodies today, like what is the cost of that for us tomorrow? How does that affect our bodies tomorrow? I don't know. Whenever I think about my best self, my healthiest, most vibrant self, she doesn't drink coffee. I can tell you that. And that's kind of why I wanted to embark on this journey of like cutting down my coffee relationship or quitting coffee. Okay. And then the final reason, the best reason to to stop drinking coffee is because you want to, right? It's because you've made a decision. Kind of like I just mentioned, like you might not think that your best self, your best version of yourself is a coffee drinker. Maybe you want to challenge yourself in your self-discipline or you just don't want to be a coffee drinker. Maybe you worry about the fact that your kids will undoubtedly stop drinking coffee because their mom and dad does or because it's everywhere in our culture. By the way, side note, why are kids starting to carry Starbucks cups around like younger and younger? I'm seeing it in elementary school. I don't love that. Okay, that's a whole different topic anyway. So a long time ago, I was really inspired because I read that Lucy Lou doesn't drink coffee at all. And that stuck with me. I'm talking like maybe 10 or 15 years ago. And she was kind of always in the back of my head as I like aspired to not be a big coffee drinker. I was like, well, Lucy Lou doesn't drink coffee and she has beautiful skin and, you know, she's so successful. I kind of want to be like that. And then as I was doing some research for this episode, I found out that she started drinking coffee a few years ago and I just felt so betrayed. It was like, why, Lucy? Why? I was just holding on to this idea that she doesn't drink coffee for so long. And it was like, okay, she succumbed to it as well. So another one bites the dust, I guess. Look, at the end of the day, you and you alone should decide what your relationship to coffee is. And this will change at different points in your life. I'm sure it does for me, but I can't decide this for you. Lucy Lou can't decide this for you. Your you know, your family members or other people in your life can't decide for you. What do you want? What is the best thing for you? Tap into your intuition and figure out what you think is right for you. Do you want to quit coffee altogether? Do you want to drink it only occasionally? Do you want to drink it in limited amounts? Or is it part of your daily routine for now? So again, I know to live my best life, I have to cut coffee out just like I cut soda out. And for me, that usually means stopping cold turkey because I don't do well with murky boundaries. I'm more of like an extreme or absolute person where I either I can drink as much coffee as I want or none at all, or I can do like Sundays during Lent, but I, I need really firm rules and boundaries. So that's how I operate best. That brings me to today's segment of Loving Lately, where I'm going to share a few products that I personally use and have been loving lately. 
So before we go over how to quit coffee, I want to share with you my personal three favorite coffee replacement drinks. I want to start first of all with what is this garden of flavor wheatgrass pineapple juice. It's a cold pressed energy juice. It is absolutely delicious. I love that this contains wheatgrass. It contains pineapple. Those are two things I try to get more of in my diet. But the interesting thing about this green juice and something I haven't seen in others is that it contains 125 milligrams of caffeine. So when I drink this in the morning, first thing, this is the first thing I put in my body, aside from some water or lemon maybe, I don't have any need for coffee. This works as a fantastic coffee substitute because it quenches my need for caffeine. It gives me something delicious to drink in the morning and I'm telling you this is absolutely delicious for a green juice especially. It doesn't taste like kale or anything like that. It contains, let's see, what other good stuff does it have in here? It has probiotics, it has pineapple, it has cucumber, wheatgrass. I don't even know how to say this leaf, guayasa, guayusa leaf. That's the source of caffeine. Anyway, it's absolutely delicious and it quenches my morning need for coffee. I can get through a whole day without coffee when I start with this in the morning. They are pretty expensive. I get them at Whole Foods. Again, this is Garden of Flavor Wheatgrass Pineapple. Love, love, love this drink. Number two, another amazing coffee replacement is mud water. This is a masala chai and adaptogen blend. If you are truly trying to quit coffee, especially for the first time in your life, a drink like this is probably the right place to start because it has the adaptogens. It offers the same perkiness and kind of mood stabilization and uppers that I guess caffeine can, but it does it a lot more naturally. It's it has a very interesting taste. I do like to drink it with half and half and they send you a little blender and everything. It's really kind of cool, but I highly recommend mud water. It is so good and it's a fantastic coffee replacement. When I drink mud water, I don't need coffee either. I am so happy and I just feel so much healthier. So I highly love it. And then finally, well, I was gonna share with you this tea. It's Yogi Green Tea Super X Antioxidant Tea. I'm gonna to talk to you about this in just a minute too. I drink this with lemon. This is fantastic. This is my favorite go-to green tea. It's delicious and I love it when I'm sick. But actually, my other favorite coffee replacement is a chai tea latte. And that's because so much of our habit in society involves running to the coffee shop with friends or you know, taking the kids there or whatever it is, we end up in a coffee shop so often. And that's my go-to drink for when I'm not drinking coffee. So I would just add that on as kind of like my fourth favorite coffee replacement, but I will share some more with you in just a moment. Let's get back to the task at hand for today, which is quitting coffee. So how do you actually quit coffee? Let's say you've decided to quit or drastically reduce your coffee consumption. How exactly do you do that? And how do you set yourself up for success? So it starts with knowing yourself and how you work best. As with any habit change, that is the place to start. I'm gonna give you some ideas and I want you to modify these for your personality and your own situation. So option number one is you just go cold turkey. Stop drinking coffee right now, run to the store, get yourself a garden of flavor, get yourself some mud water. That'll take a couple days to ship to you. But you would just literally stop right now, declare that you don't drink coffee anymore, and then do it. If you do this method, I salute you. I have done this before. Sometimes that's just the method that you need to take. You just need to say, you know what, I'm fed up 
with my coffee habit, I quit right now, it starts now. It's a great way to start. Doesn't work for everybody, or it's not right for everybody, I should say, but it is one very valid way to cut coffee from your life. Option number two is to wean yourself slowly. And this might be good if you drink a lot of coffee. If you are just at a bad place with your coffee intake right now, you're drinking a few cups of coffee a day, go slowly. Cut it down from three cups to two, and then two to one and a half, and then to one, and then start implementing, Lena, start integrating these coffee replacement beverages until you are weaned off of coffee. That's a good way to go. So option number three is to set limits for yourself. Like I mentioned how I would only drink coffee on Sundays during Lent when I give up coffee. Limits like that, maybe you only drink coffee when you are out of the house. You don't drink it at home anymore or you only drink it on Wednesdays. Maybe you only drink coffee after like a hearty breakfast or you stop buying coffee at work and you only make it at home. Figure out what your what would be a helpful boundary for you. That's if you just wanted to cut down on your coffee consumption. Otherwise, you will want to either go cold turkey or slowly wean yourself, but definitely you need to commit to this. So how do you actually achieve this goal? Here's how. These are the tips and tricks I want you to know. So number one, check in with yourself before you quit. Do a quick audit of your caffeine habits. Just literally sit and think about this for a minute. Where and when are you drinking coffee or other caffeinated beverages? What are your triggers? Assessing this before you get started can help you be honest with yourself about your coffee habits and help you identify what changes you need to make. Number two, put those obstacles in place. Like I mentioned earlier, make it hard for yourself to get that cup of coffee. So what obstacles can you put in your way to not make it so easy to go into that default mode, that mindless mode where you just drink coffee without really thinking about it? What works for me When I want to quit coffee, my husband makes coffee every day at home. When I don't want to drink it, I will not buy half and half at the store. And that makes my, the the coffee we make downstairs, it makes it unappealing to me. I just, I won't drink it without my half and half. So if you always buy coffee when you're out, take a different route to work. Take the gift card out of your purse. Shop in a different shopping center. Remove the Starbucks app from your phone or whatever coffee shop it is. Do whatever it takes to disrupt your habit of getting coffee. And maybe that means donating the coffee maker, tossing it out, or just meet up with your best friend at the juice place or at the gym instead of the coffee shop. Also, I want you to find a replacement drink. Okay, this is the most important step. I want you to find something to replace the coffee with, at least in the beginning. You want to find something that brings you joy and or quenches your your need for caffeine. So in the mornings, you can try an adaptogen drink, like I mentioned, like mud water or rasa. You can drink green tea. I mentioned the Yogi green tea super antioxidant tea. It is so good, especially with a little lemon in there. You can also try roasted dandelion root tea. I don't find this to be the best substitute for caffeine, but it's a great detox tea. So try it and see if you like it. Another replacement idea is ceremonial cacao. I haven't tried this myself, but it does come up in a lot of suggestions for coffee replacements. You can also do black tea or any other kind of tea that you enjoy. You can do matcha, yerba mate, chicory root coffee, which is made from chicory root, 
and it's a good source of prebiotic fiber. I have not tried this yet, but it is on my list. You can do chai tea lattes. Again, this is a great substitute drink for coffee at your favorite coffee house. You can do a green juice, like Garden of Flavor. You can do gold, uh, carrot juice, golden turmeric milk, kombucha, or you can even just do lemon water or soul water. Hot lemon water is actually a great way to start your morning and something even simple to drink at a restaurant. So again, my, what works for me the most is right now what's working for me is my Garden of Flavor drink, but I go through different different coffee replacement drinks and I go through different phases with this. But for you, I just want you to make it easy for yourself to access these drinks, whatever that takes. So for me, I just stock up my fridge on these Garden of Flavor drinks. They're pretty expensive, but they're not more expensive than what I would spend on a cup of coffee um, or a latte at the, you know, at the coffee shop. For what it's worth, I do not recommend switching to decaf coffee. It's also very dehydrating. And the process of removing the chemicals is, it just requires, I'm sorry, the process of removing the caffeine requires the addition of other chemicals. I would just avoid it altogether. Um, and then if you do go to the coffee shop, there are other drinks you can enjoy. Like I mentioned chai tea lattes, but there are so many other drinks at coffee shops, even hot chocolate. So you have a lot of options. I also do a lot of iced tea during the day when it's nice and warm out. And then a couple more tips to help you drink coffee. I want you to drink more water. So good hydration is going to support your energy levels naturally, meaning that you need less coffee or you need coffee less. This is not an instant fix, but drinking good water, eating hydrating foods, as I always mention in probably like every episode of the show, and keeping your mineral intake in balance will over time mean that you have more energy and need caffeine less. And then, okay, let's talk about caffeine withdrawal headaches. If you are prone to withdrawal headaches or you think you drink so much coffee that you might experience them, and I've been there before, I want you to prepare for that in advance. So find a substitute drink that contains a little caffeine, I mentioned several, to help you ease off of the coffee. I would go with the mud water, I would go with the garden of flavor, something like that that has coffee. I mean, that has caffeine. And that will help you with those withdrawal headaches. And then finally, stick with it, okay? If you make the important decision to quit coffee, there will come a day where you don't even feel drawn to it anymore. I know this for sure. I can say that about soda. I quit soda a long time ago. I don't even think about drinking it at all. And I'd like to get to that place with coffee one day. I would love to be the kind of woman that has no desire for coffee. So I think it's important to try and do this together. I am in a place where I'm trying to quit right now. I have been drinking coffee lately, but I do want to quit. I want to get to a good place with it for a number of reasons. But if you would like a little extra support in some community, I created a Facebook group for those of us who want to quit coffee. It'll be linked on the show notes page. You can access this on your podcast platform or on gentlenursery.com slash podcast slash 010. I hope that link is correct. But join the group and let's hold one another accountable for quitting coffee. We are doing such good things together. And I think by doing this together and by really having a place to share our challenges and struggles and ideas and wins, we will help one another so much on this journey of quitting coffee. So let's summarize what we talked about today. First, 
There are a number of good reasons to quit or reduce your coffee consumption if you want to. I'm not here to force you to quit coffee. I want you to reach that conclusion on your own when you are ready to. But if you are open to it, there are so many good reasons to cut down or quit your coffee habit. From being an endocrine disruptor to containing mold sometimes to the chemical exposure from your coffee maker to it being acidic and disrupting your sleep and disrupting digestion. Not to mention that caffeine is a stimulant drug and one that most of us tend to overuse. So there's lots of good reasons. When you reach that decision, here's how to quit coffee. One, do a quick assessment of your caffeine habits. Two, make it hard for yourself. Interrupt the daily patterns that lead you to that cup of coffee. Three, find a replacement drink and stock up on it. Four, drink more water and focus on good hydration. Five, prepare for caffeine withdrawal headaches by weaning slowly or finding a caffeinated replacement drink for the short term. And then finally, commit for the long haul. You are worth it. And this is a smart and wonderful thing to do for yourself. I'm so proud of you that you're even considering this. I think this is great leadership on your part, and it's going to impact those around you, those in your family, in your community, in your circle, when they find out, hey, she doesn't drink coffee. I think you're making some great choices. So your call for action for today is, if you want to quit coffee, let's get started. Let's jump in. Make the decision, make the commitment, and get started with the tips I shared here for you. Grab a coffee replacement drink. Go Join my Coffee Quitters Facebook group. And then make a plan to quit coffee once and for all. Okay, I am so excited to hear your progress. Okay, mama, you've got this. I will see you next week. In the meantime, stay hydrated and be well. If you know another mom who can benefit from today's episode, please help me share this episode with her. And if you want to keep up with more credible tips, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the good information. To become part of our community, go to gentlenursery.com slash podcast for more information. I will see you on the next episode, Mama. You are amazing.